Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera, pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Fifteen hundred GMT. This is the pulse on the Joy News Channel. Coming up, as the clock ticks towards the IPP's deadline to cut power supply, we find out if government will be able to cover up more than five hundred million dollars uh, to settle thirty percent of the over one point seven billion dollars owed the IPPs. I want to reassure all of you that my government will continue to work towards keeping the lights on. In spite of the global dynamics of energy pricing, because the alternative is not an option. We are not going back to do so. We'll leave that to President Mahama. Also coming up this afternoon, James Jatikwesi makes a return to the floor of Parliament just days after winning the by-election in Assam North. But a case seeking his imprisonment for perjury also got underway this morning with some party supporters massing up at the court premises in a sign of support to the embattled MP. And an anthrax, as anthrax continues to spread with the number of districts affected by the outbreak doubling in just one week. 
we hear from the veterinary services which says it has ramped up vaccinations to contain the situation details of all of these stories plus small coming up here on the pulse stay with us for details Our government is hoping to secure a deal with the independent power producers to avert the shutdown of power plants by Saturday. In less than 48 hours, all power plants operated by the independent power producers will be shut down if government fails to pay 30% of the $1.73 billion owed these power producers. This afternoon, Joy News has paid information on a directive by the IPP chamber to its members. What does this particular directive say? Now, it says each IPP must nominate nothing at zero nominations and not declare an availability to the system operator beginning July 1 to July 8, 2023. Uh, it continues to say that would, uh, would try and um, now, so, so that's, that's the, the uh, information there already. Three of the IPPs have shut down operations. We'll try and bring you an update on a meeting between government and the IPPs aimed at averting the shutdown. Will there be a deal this afternoon? We wait to see. Right now, though, let's bring you a breakdown of the energy situation in Ghana today and the impact a withdrawal by the IPPs will have on power supply to your home. Now, if you look at the uh, energy sector debt in Ghana, the total debt is $2 billion dollars out of which the IPPs are owed $1.7 billion. So that is how it is. How many plants do we have? We have a total of nine plants in Ghana, out of which six of them are operating with three already shut down. Now, um, when it comes to the capacity they have, in, with the, for the IPPs, they have an installed capacity of 4,132 megawatts, out of which... The hydro component makes up 38%, with the uh, 61% of it being thermal component. Now, solar component has less than one. So, in terms of, you know, electricity generation in Ghana, we have 22,051 gigawatt per hour, out of which we consume 18,067 gigawatt per hour. And this is from uh, Gridco and ECG. Meanwhile, the minority undermines an energy committee in Parliament say they will not hesitate to hold a finance minister before Parliament if government fails to secure a deal with the IPPs. Let's uh, do more on that. Joining us is Ishmael Ejekumheni, Executive Director of the Kumasi Institute of Technology and Environment, KITE. He will be joining us for a conversation on this to, to find out what could be our options uh, or the options on the table as government is engaging these IPPs in order to avert a possible shutdown because the IPPs gave the warning some time ago that if 30% of the debt government owes uh, the IPPs is not paid, they will be forced to shut down end of this month. So by tomorrow, we expect after tomorrow, this power plant will be will shut down. But government also says it is doing everything it can. Now earlier, our sources within government um, I mean, sources close to uh, a high-ranking officers in government told us that they are already on, on, on the brink of securing agreement with some of them to ensure that these power producers do not go down. But joining us now is Ishmael Ajekum, executive director for the Kumasi Institute of Technology and Environment, KITE. Uh, 
uh, grateful to you, sir, for joining us. First of all, what's your reading of the directive to the IPPs that they shouldn't nominate anybody uh, to, to, you know, present part to the, uh, the, the uh, government uh, if the 30% is not paid? Good afternoon to your viewers. Um, that would be unfortunate. I mean, uh, it would just mean that the, we're going to be in a crisis because we don't have enough generation capacity without the IPP. So if none of them nominates, out of the total of about 3,700 thermal installations that we have, between, between 20, about, it's only about 30% that is government-owned, I mean, BRA-owned. I mean, if you throw in Ameri, it's 35%, because now Ameri belongs to the government. So good 65% of the thermal generation assets are actually owned by the IPPs, and they are major contributors to our daily energy mix. So if they don't dispatch from 1st July, then we're going to be in serious trouble. Mm. Uh, but as I told you some couple of days ago, I honestly believe that they will find a solution to uh, to. It's, it's good that at least they are now talking uh, because I doubt if government will be able to raise the 30% they're asking for. That's in excess of 500 million US dollars. Mm. Uh, if they haven't made any payment now, I don't think they'll be able to make that payment before July 1. So I um, it's good that they are now talking. Hopefully, they'll be able to come to some agreement and they won't shut down the system. Mm. Uh, well, the IPPs are asking their members not to nominate uh, any power available, I mean, and they say zero nomination to the uh, power sector. What does it mean if they say zero nomination for people like us who don't really understand these terms? Basically, no one is going to turn their plants on. There will be no generation. I mean, um, normally because of planning, Greco will need to check on the availability and they will nominate to tell them that they are available to dispatch. So zero nomination means that we are not available. And basically, they're not going to turn on the generator. So that's what it means. Confident that they will probably reach an agreement. What's the source of your confidence that possibly uh, we won't have shutdowns? I, I shudder to think that there wouldn't be an agreement because you recall that two, three weeks ago, the Minister of Energy told us when they commissioned the 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 bulk supply point at the is it the graphic road, the Accra yeah. area, mm-hmm. that there will be no doom so. Okay, so um, this could be an indirect way of throwing, plunging the country into doom so because, like I said, if you look at our thermal generation assets the bulk of that, close to 70% are owned by the IPP. So without them, we have the available capacity is still less than the peak load, which is hovering between 2,500, 2,800, maximum 3,000 megawatts on a daily basis. So without those plants running, we're going to have to shed load. And that, that would only mean plant schedule outages taking down some units, depriving some areas of power. So I I just don't want to believe that they're going to turn up the 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 the, the, the clocks uh, come Saturday, July when I expect that they'll be able to agree 
work out something. Uh, definitely, I doubt if they can also find the thirty percent, which is if they owe, if we are owing them thousand one point seven billion US dollars. That's close to about a little over five hundred million US dollars, and I doubt if they'll be able to find that money for them. But I, I believe they will come to some com some compromise. I, I I pray that I'm not proven wrong, but I don't think anybody in government is going to allow this thing to happen. I'll be very surprised if it happens. But, but how did we get here in the first place for government to owe these people over $1.7 billion when, of course, everybody who uses power in this country pays for, for, for that power consumption? So, unfortunately, um, that's something that I'm happy you, you bring in this up. Um, part of the debt is for some of the unutilized capacity, the one that we call as uh, we call um, redundant capacity or excess capacity. That one, they don't come into what we call the supply plan, which is what the PRC uses to determine the tariffs. So, the, for the unutilized capacity, it's the Ministry of Finance that is supposed to pay directly to the IPPs. Mm. But for the ones that uh, we're supposed to pay for. Unfortunately, we as, as consumers, we are not doing too well. I mean, ECG itself and the distribution companies, you know, the regulator allows or based on the regulatory benchmarks, we are supposed to bill and collect 98% of the power they buy, okay? Mm. Um, averagely, they are doing something sometimes as low as 70%, sometimes 65%. So... Uh, the the debt the debt is really not only the unutilized capacity but their inability to either bill and collect all the the power that they buy from the IPP. So consumers are also part of the problem, and we shouldn't just we shouldn't just say that this is government owned IPPs. Government really doesn't own the IPPs apart from those. Um, those idle capacity that they're supposed to agree to pay directly to the IPPs. But for the ones that we consume, it's a combination of our own attitude towards paying our bills and also the utilities, distribution utilities' ability to also collect or even bill the electricity that they take from these IPPs through Gridco and collect their money. Their collection rate is nowhere near the 98% that a regulator expect them to collect. So it's a combination of factors. Um, mind you, a few years ago, all the debt, the, the legacy debt had been paid for. The IPPs themselves said they, they paid for all the legacy debt. These are fairly recent debts that are piled up to the $1.7 billion that we're talking about. Every day that we are not able to do 100% collection, we are in trouble because the debt will keep adding up. But, but once we know what our challenges are, why aren't we able to then seal the loopholes to ensure that we don't find ourselves in this situation? So what must we do going forward? Um, maybe ECG will be the best entity to explain this, but basically we need to do more. We need to make sure that everybody is needed and we need to make sure that everybody pays for the electricity they use, including government agencies and departments, and ministries they should all pay those that are those who are not already on uh, prepaid metering system we need to make sure that we all pay but 
lot of the challenge, a lot of the issues rest with the major distribution companies who are the key uptakers. They buy the power in bulk and they sell it to us. We, 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 they need to make sure that everybody is captured, everybody pays. In fact, first and foremost, they need to be able to bill for every energy they take, which means that if you're on credit meters, you have to receive your bills and be able to also pay within the stipulated 30 days. Uh, many people are stealing power, and they, we need to find a way of arresting all of that. Mm-hmm. If we don't do that, I mean, we can clear this debt, but at this rate, we may soon find ourselves in a situation where we owe in the IPPs. Mind you, it's not only the IPPs that we are owing. A lot of entities within the value chain are being owed. I believe ECG owes Great Coal and all these, all these problems we have. We need to make sure that the distribution sector is, is functioning the way they are supposed to function. Otherwise, this problem keeps coming. And... Uh, Part of it requires some more investments, but a, a lot of them, the non-technical losses, really, we can do something about it. Mm, which means that if we are able to deal with the technical losses and theft in the system, we are probably halfway through our, our, our challenges. Um, and I'm sure once you know, the people who are managing the sector also do know. So it, 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 it then comes to the question, why aren't we able to stop all of these loopholes? Is is it something that you could prefer some some reasons why we're not able to do the thing the right things? Like I said, I, I maybe try and bring um, the ECG management to explain why this is difficult. I, I know they have challenges, but I think this year they've been trying to do a lot of revenue mobilization and also make sure that they they aggressively go after people who are owing them. And also, I mean, there is, there is this, um, they are even trying to give some flat rates to customers who, who do not have meters as of now, so that at least they will capture them into their system. But a lot needs to be done. Mind you, as I explained to you, they, they are required to collect 98% of every amount of power they buy from the IPPs. That's the regulatory benchmark. So any difference between whatever they're able to do now and that 98% ultimately adds up to this debt. I, I think they, they put in a number of measures and maybe the, the ECG uh, top executive will be able to explain to you uh, some of the measures that they, are, they need to put in place to be able to help uh, solve this problem once and for all. If we don't do that, it's going to persist. Mm. I've had some analysts who have also uh, sort of fought the tariff structure we have in this country as having to play a role in the sort of debt we accumulate in the sector. What is the real impact of our tariff structure in the situation we find ourselves in? When you say tariff structure, what exactly do you mean? What are the analysts saying? And uh, at this stage, maybe it's it's better I disclose that, I mean, I am also a commissioner of the PURC. So when it comes to time, um, please get a little bit more specific. When you say because analysts some, are saying... Some, some yeah. people have said that we may have to now discuss about paying realistic tariffs. Else, we would always find ourselves where we are. So, so the problem is what we mean by realistic tariffs. Okay, so based on... I don't know whether you follow how the the regulators arrive at the tariff that we pay, mm-hmm. but basically, once 
Once the regulator determines what we call the total power requirement that we need to supply within a given period of time, mm -hmm. which is normally based on what we call the annual supply plan, they cost that and add all the, the losses and determine what we call the total revenue requirement. It's based on that. It's based on the total revenue requirement that we share them, we share the revenues to all the end users to, to be able to recover the money. When we do adjustment, we're supposed to correct for the differences between the, the assumptions that we use in setting the tariff in the first place and what ultimately the actuals are. So if we look in at the supply plan, then the tariffs that are announced are actually cost-reflective. They are actually cost-reflective. But you recall that I said earlier on that there are some of the plans, the, some of the plans for which we have, have valid binding PPAs, contractual agreements that do not end up in the, in the supply plan because if you add the, the, what we call the reserve margins to that, we still have some idle capacity. Those are the payments that the Ministry of Finance for some time now have been paying directly to the IPPs. But, I mean, when we talk about realistic tariff, I believe we need to unpack it so that we understand exactly what we're talking about. PRC protects not just the interests of the power producers, but also consumers. So once they build in the reserve margins into the total annual power requirement and determine the amount of money that we need, we factor in all the fuel mix, factor in all the exchange rates and all of that, that's what the PRC announces. Okay, mm. so as far as the PRS is concerned, based on the actual energy needed plus some reserve margin, the tariffs are realistic. Okay, okay, mm. the methodology and everything, and they are cost reflective because we capture all relevant costs in that time. And mm. please, I, I encourage you to go to the PRC website to read the tariff decisions and all the guidelines that we use there. Okay. But there is some amount of power that that. that they don't find their way into the supply plan because assuming that we have, we need about 17,000 gigawatt hours of electricity as our total demand for this year, mm. and we have 25,000 gigawatt hours, the regulator will have to pro protect you and I as well. So we can put the entire 25,000 gigawatt. That's what, for some time now, for a number of years now, the Ministry of Finance is consistently making those payments, or they are supposed to make those payments uh, as part of the energy sector recovery program so that we will get rid of all the unwanted capacity, okay? But mm -hmm. in terms of what we actually pay, I've heard some experts uh, recently saying that our tariffs are not cost-reflective. I beg to differ. Uh, but even at this level that we still think that the tariffs are not cost-reflective, industry and all other players are also complaining because if you consider the electricity as an input most of the don't you love an extra hundred dollars in your pocket have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by march 31st to get a hundred dollars back instantly because no matter what moves you made last year TurboTax makes them count that means getting one hundred dollars back and 100 percent accurate taxes only from intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 
If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Residential consumers, for the simple reason that there's some cross subsidy where they pay a little bit more for what the people we consider to be poor who are basically using electricity for comfort at our homes. Okay, mm. so maybe we can continue with this discussion. I know the PRC is actually doing all these tariff, this engagement with stakeholders to explain exactly how they arrive at the tariff. Um, If you look at the quarterly adjustments that are going on, I know people are concerned, but the quarterly adjustments are always supposed to correct for any shortfall over the preceding quarter. And that's why PRC is committed to doing that. So as far as what we determine to be the total revenue requirement is concerned, I think they are the costs that the PRC is admitted into the tariff, and those are true costs which are being adjusted for in the tariffs on a quarterly basis. But there are some other costs that do not find their way into the tariff-setting methodology, which some other stakeholders will have to pick up. Mm. Now, recently you mentioned, you alluded to that earlier, that the ECG has done, done some debt collection. The IPPs have been citing that in all of the engagement. Now, look, we've heard that the ECG has gone out and has, has retrieved this, this, this amount. Um, is this something you're looking at to that the ECG could say that, okay, what is how much you receive? We can make this available to you to ensure that the, the power plant do not go down tomorrow. Again, I, I wouldn't even attempt to speak for ECG, um, but I honestly believe that if, they, if the money they collected were to be sitting there, I'm sure they would have sorted them out by now. Um, you recall that some of the reasons that the ECG gave all of us uh, is the fact that, you know, we rely a lot on gas. And because for a very long time, we don't even factor light crude when we are doing the tight pricing. Mm. But because of the recently, because of the shutdowns and some of the challenges they had from Nigeria, they had to buy some cargoes of liquid fuel. And I believe they may have pre-financed those or something like that. But I think the ECG will speak uh, a lot more to that. And I, so I invite them, I think these days uh, they are open to uh, discuss yeah. some of this issue. But but I I don't think that the money they collected, I, I've once heard the ECG MD saying that um, the monies are owed to a certain bank, that the banks are, as soon as the money hit the account, the banks are taking those monies away. So it's, it's, a, it's a very, very complex issue is a very very is a nuanced discussion that we need to have uh, probably some of the money they said they are collected probably they didn't collect or some of them are promissory notes or something like that i don't know but clearly whatever money they've collected if it were to be sitting in that account i'm sure they would have 
sorted them out by now. But don't let's leave this conversation mm. bearing mm. in mind okay. that it's not them versus us. Okay, mm-hmm. we all have a role to play, and let me use this your platform to make an appeal that you you let's fulfill our part of the bargain when we say electricity we all pay for electricity we make a very huge assumption thinking that maybe those of us who are complying uh, but a lot more people are also stealing power okay a lot more people are bypassing their meters a lot more people are doing illegal connections sometimes in connivance with the people who are supposed to arrest them anyway mm. but if all if all if all of us decide to behave as responsible consumers of electricity i believe a bulk of the problem will, will be solved because the non-technical losses which are, which are attributable to some of the 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 problems that we're talking about with our collective effort we should be able to address okay um, now just before i let you go recently the governments uh, agreed to a, a, or sign an agreement with uh, axa now, one thing in there that the PPA structure says, take and pay with 40% dispatch guarantee on dependable capacity. What does that really mean? Okay, so, I mean, I don't know where you, you got that PPA from, but, but, I mean, if I understand the English that you just read to me, take and pay means that, unlike take or pay, it means that, I pay only when I say that I need your power, okay? Mm-hmm. But if they say you are guaranteeing 40% dispatch, then in, in, invariably it's 40% take or pay, okay? Mm-hmm. So, in, I mean, what it means is that it's take and pay, but when I, when I bring the plans, I mean, you are guaranteeing me that for 40% of the time, when I'm available, you dispatch me. You nominate me, the technology they use. Mm. Because when they are competing plans, is sometimes they have a ranking order, merit dispatch order, that determines which plans should come online and which ones shouldn't come online. Mm. It is very possible that because probably because of the commercial agreements, they wouldn't, they will be back at the end of the queue, in which case they might not be able to even pay for their variable uh, cost associated with the running of the business. So the 40% guarantee dispatch means that, okay, uh, when I'm available, even though my plant is 100%, you are telling me that at every point in time, when I tell you that I'm available, you dispatch 40% of my capacity. Mm. And so even though it's take and pay, it means that you are promising that at every point in time, you're going to take 40%. Of what they only pay for the 40 percent that you are taking from them but isn't this part of the reasons why we are where we are um not quite i mean we are where we are because those the take and pay are quite different from the take or pay now because I'm, I'm referring you, to the 40 percent of it which of course you explained earlier that it is close to take or pay that 40 percent okay. of it if you are available i'll take it whatever it is i'll pay for the 40 percent of it isn't it Yes, so, so, I mean, the good news here is that very soon we, we will need every available generation capacity, okay? Because we are, we, are, we are teetering on the brink of exhausting what we've been calling the excess capacity for some time now. So by the time, I, I don't know the time frame, by the time the plant will be available, uh. we, would, we would need that. Okay. But 
we need to be sure that we, like the problem you're talking about, we need to avoid a situation where we don't have a plan and we are contracting generation assets without any clear focus in mind, okay? The Energy Commission is mandated to do the system planning in terms of the forecasting, okay? They have the Integrated Power Supply Master Plan, which is which should be our reference Bible, knowing when we need to add and how much we need to be adding at every point in time. Okay. Let's stick to that and make sure that, and uh, please pay attention, you you guys are powerful. Just, just once the new version is around, let's make sure that anything you hear, you go and match and see whether indeed we need the, 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 those generation assets or not. But clearly, we need to start planning for, for the future um, demand. If we're doing 10% annual growth and you factor in all the reserve margins and you look at the dependable capacity, I think we should start looking at when we are adding new assets to our generation. Bearing in mind that we need, it takes averagely 36 36 months to get a new power plant, thermal plant uh, built and operational. Mm, okay, um, grateful to you, but, but uh, kindly hold on for me. The president, uh, when he recently commissioned that block power supply point, made it a point that he's not sure there will be doomsaw in this country. As we look at to the, or the, t- the, the clock ticks to the closure of the uh, deadline that the IPPs gave to parliament, will the government really Hold on to this promise by the president. Listen. This project is an excellent illustration of the strong cooperation that links the Republic of Ghana and the Kingdom of Japan, which we cherish very much. My gratitude goes also to the Electricity Company of Ghana for providing access to part of the compound of its primary substation E, which facilitated the construction of this Accra Central bulk supply project. Point. I also wish to thank all traditional leaders, as well as the Ghana Railway Development Authority, for access to the transmission line right of way. I further express gratitude to the leadership of the Presbyterian Church of Ghana and families in this area who ceded part of their lands to pave way for the building of the transmission tower that provides a critical connection point from the bulk supply point for onward connection to power supply. I want to reassure all of you that my government will continue to work towards keeping the lights on in spite of the global dynamics of energy pricing because the alternative is not an option. We are not going back to do so. We'll leave that to President Mahama. I'm convinced and confident that our nation is on the right path. Despite our challenges and with God on our side, I have the firm belief that we shall succeed in this enterprise. So that is President Nanado Dankwe Kufado there. Now we are asking you for your, uh, you know, expectation of what is going to hap- uh, happen. We put this question on our Facebook page that Doomsaw Looms, Chamber of IPPs, direct members to cut power supply from July 1, 2023. What's your take on this? Uh, let's look at what some of you have put up there. 
Now, Abdullahi Prince Abubakar says the government should give them their Charles Opoku one. I don't want my light to go off. Uh, what is the meaning of Charles Opoku there? Well, Robert Jebu says they, they, they are right. After all, they are not Father Christmas. The destroyers of this country are listening. If only they are aware of this and approved this, then we are good to go. By the way, they are just back from Asin North. Probably fatigue set in, okay? Georgina Tamakro says, ironically, the big men have standby generators, okay? Elvis Kojo Lecha says, my take is that they should cut it. Oh, really? Um, okay. Amayito Christian. I can't read what you, but it says, Agbajanilo. I don't know how that, what that means. Anyway, Digraft Sasuma Raymond Jeremiah says, they should cut those who chop the Esla money meant for this, and not me who contributed to Esla to paying such debts. All right. Uh, Kofi Ishmael says, "Well, uh, okay, I think that that's uh, okay." Will Yvonne and Sarkozy lead demonstrations when this doomsaw starts? Okay. Uh, Michael Nyako Senior says, "Do they pay our bills for us?" Uh, that's a question he's asking. Ephraim K says, "Well, look, hmm. God help our leaders." So. Instead of paying debt, they take the money to Asin North and distribute to people, Keke. They did not win too. Is it the IMF money, by the way? If not, where did they get the money from? I thought they said Ghana has no money. That is why we went to the IMF. So that's uh, some of the comments, or those are some of the comments that some of you shared with us. Message you come here is still with me. So you had the concerns of Ghanaians there. Will you be shocked? If government is not able to reach any agreement with the IPPs and that power, uh, the, the power plant are shut off tomorrow. Well, uh, it's based on what the president said a couple of weeks ago that I'm sure they will find a solution to this. Um, I, I've already told you that without the IPPs, we don't have enough on our own. BRA's assets will not be enough to meet our demand, so we need them. So if they shut up their plants, it means that we're going back to Dumso. And what was Dumso? Dumso was as a result of lack of generation, okay? Mm. We didn't have enough to meet our demand. So if somebody says that I've shut my plants down because you owe me and we go, the lights go up, it's also Dumso in disguise. So I just want to believe that the solution will be found. I'm quite optimistic, and I hope a solution will be found. Mm. But let me just say one quick thing. Something that one of the is, the, is it WhatsApp? Uh, it was uh, Facebook, man. Facebook, yeah. Um, you know, I've heard this Esla thing. I've heard this debate about Esla. I mean, do you know that there is an annual report on Esla that is presented to Parliament okay. every year? and it's downloadable from the Ministry of Finance's website. Mm-hmm. Okay, so don't let us... I mean, I know sometimes we we don't trust our leaders, but Parliament receives a report from them every year. If you go to the Ministry of Finance's website right now, the, the report for 2022 is there. Exactly. They, they tell us how much they collected and what mm-hmm. they use the money for. If we have a problem, we can question what the money was used for. Mm-hmm. But they, they tell us exactly how we receive the money, and we need to just make sure that sometimes we don't just muddy the waters because of some of the problems that we do have. 
I believe the Islam money is very well accounted for. Mm. And you see, the energy sector is one area that the, the bank and the fi uh, IMF are quite interested in that sector. Mm. I believe if they, it's clear that we were misusing the Islam funds, I'm not sure they would have gotten away with it because they, they know that one of our problems is the energy sector. So I think the Islam money, we can trace how much has been received and how the money has been utilized. So maybe let's leave Esla out mm. and let's figure out how we're going to find the money to be able to sort them out. But I, I also would like to plead with the IPPs. I mean, I don't know where they're going to find $500 million within, uh, if, if they have it, I believe. Uh, I mean, $500 million US dollars <laughs> is a lot of money. If it's close to the $600 contract, million we got from the IMF recently. Exactly. Mm. It's almost like saying that Give us everything that we got from IMF and before we continue to give you power. I, I think that there's been a long relationship and I believe that they should no, but, be able but, to But the thing is that they also need liquid to stay afloat. They are, they are in business. If without the liquid, they cannot continue producing. And that's why it's important that government pays for whatever it takes. Oh, you please don't misunderstand me. I mean, they've even tried by not demanding 100% and say they need 30%, mm. okay? Because that's what they're entitled to. You've actually produced, you have received the invoices, it's been okay that you owe me that much. I mean, elsewhere, if proper business practices, they will, they will turn off the, the clocks. Okay. But really, when you have a country that is just coming out from an IMF program or just gotten an IMF program, where, where even the... We are unable to even pay bondholders their money. Mm. We okay. must be in some crisis, okay? So mm. I think they may probably have to use that as a basis. But I mean, that's entirely their their decision. Okay. But I'm happy. I'm happy they are talking, mm. okay? Because mm. last week they told us that they hadn't had any meeting with the yeah. government. But yeah. now that they are talking, I believe something positive will come out of it, and hopefully. Okay. All right, well, well, over to you, Ms. Ishmael Ejikumhene, for joining us here on the Pulse, here on the Joining Shadow. I'm still staying in the energy sector. The energy ministry says the match talked about growth for all dealers, not to, the, get, to get cheap oil prices, but to reduce the pressure on Ghana's foreign exchange. Some minority MPs have said the deal has not done anything to bring down the cost of oil. Answering questions on the floor of the House, Deputy Energy Minister William Oreku Edu said the focus is not so much on getting cheap oil. The whole idea of um, this growth for oil was not necessarily to get cheap oil price, but the idea was to take pressure off the foreign exchange where government needed to um, use a scarce foreign exchange to procure um, petroleum products. In this case, we're using gold. We're using cities to buy gold and then use the gold to exchange for um, petroleum products. So it's not, uh, the purpose was not originally to get necessarily cheap price. Meanwhile, former minority leader Harun Idrisu says, by virtue of Article 181, Clause 5 of the Constitution, the Gold for All deal is an international financial transaction which must come before Parliament. The minister in his answer states that Ghana's gold for oil contract agreements are between the bulk oil storage and transport 
Transportation Company Limited, BOST. For my purposes, I will extend it as a state-owned enterprise and suppliers of petroleum products and our sport contracts. Now, Speaker, I want to find out from the Minister whether he construes, as I do, this to be an economic transaction on behalf of the state within the meaning of... Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Article 1815 of the 1992 Constitution. I want to find out whether this transaction falls within the contemplation of Article 1815 of the Constitution. Mr. Speaker, it states. This article shall, with the necessary modification by Parliament, apply to an international business or economic transaction. Using our gold is to which the government is a party, as it applies to a loan. The government of Ghana is a party because Bust is a state-owned enterprise. You swore an oath to uphold the Constitution. May you respond why we shouldn't treat this as an economic uh, interest? Well, Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kweku Asante joins us live with some details. Kweku, grateful uh, for you joining us here. The majority has been challenging the succession by the former minority leader. What are the details? So, according to um, Alexander Pinomakin, who is the deputy majority leader, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court has already pronounced on this matter and that it is not up to the deputy minister for energy or energy minister to issue any set opinions on that matter. But in their view, this was not, and that government could go ahead and do the good for oil deal without having to come to Parliament. Mm, mm. Well, um, I, I, I guess uh, Afeo Marking has been speaking to this, right? I mean, we, we, we can listen to that. Most is an entity owned by government, but it is an independent corporate entity. Yes. And in the market, it's a very poor case. Maybe, for the avoidance of doubt, I may remind you, in the market, it's a very poor case. The Supreme Court interpreted this matter you brought. And it said that to the extent that ECG has its own board, irrespective of it giving a residual guarantee to support the car power transaction, it did not amount to a transaction under Article 1815. So there's an interpretation on this matter. So don't attempt to lead him 
into a certain uh, dungeon. There's already an interpretation to this matter by the Supreme Court in Makesebe Yabua. So he settles it. He doesn't need to express an opinion on this matter because the Supreme Court has already settled the matter. That is what the Supreme Court has said, and it's happening under your government. Mr. Speaker, 2015, when you did I the car power transaction, Mr. Speaker, I need to remind you. You have already pointed Yeah, he was part of government at the time, under John Mahama. And you know it. Supreme Court interpreted. You didn't come to Parliament. <laughs> you didn't come to Parliament. Why do you now want to say that this transaction should be I'll within the contemplation of one Thank you, Mr. Speaker. Well, let's still stay in Parliament because newly elected member of Parliament for Asin North, James Jatikwesin, will have to wait a while longer to be sworn into Parliament as a member. This is because the Electoral Commission is yet to officially confirm to Parliament about his victory in the by-election. Mr. Kwesin, after weeks of intense campaigning and regardless of the ongoing legal tussle, emerged victorious in the Asin North by-election, securing over 17,000 votes to beat his closest contender. Charles Opokun of the governing New Patriotic Party, who garnered 12,630 votes, with Benny Sefanu of the Liberal Party of Ghana managing a total of 87 votes to place third in the race. However, barely 48 hours after his victory, Parliament has not been able to swear him in today's sitting following a delay in communication from the EC. Parliamentary Affairs Correspondent Kweku Asante is still with, with me with details. Kweku, the expectation was that James Dachikwesin would have been swarming this morning. What um, have we been able to pick up? So this morning, if he came to Parliament, he would have said a number of NBC MPs were wearing white, obviously celebrating that victory that they were able to secure over the NPP in the Assembly North constituency. And so the expectation largely was that the EC will be able to set up the instrument of the James Jatikwitin to the Speaker of Parliament to enable that swearing to happen. Uh, when Parliament resumed from its Christmas break, uh, from its Easter break, and how to swear in the Mpokumeu, there was a similar process having to do with the EC trust instrument to the Speaker of Parliament mm. for the parts. Parliament could be, be, be properly constituted to do that swearing in. Our understanding and our checks was that as of this morning, the Electoral Commission had not been able to do so. It may be a little understandable because the election was closed very late in, on, on Tuesday, on Wednesday, the, 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 the EC could not have gone to the office because it was a holiday. And so today, the expectation is that that documentation will be worked on and Parliament could get that by close of day today. Mm. All right, so this is still the pause and we are in Parliament uh, to get uh, what, uh, what has been happening there. We understand that the member of parliament elect for us in north james jackson would have to wait for a while until the ec uh, communicates to parliament the outcome of that by-election before parliament can then go ahead to um you know um get him officially into the house as a member so to swear him in um we we know how hot this contest was the by-election you expect that the NDC MPs will still be in a jubilant mood. We want to find out what uh, the House has been uh, since morning. Uh, my colleague, Kweku Asante, will, will be with me soon to give us a wrap on that. We, we've also seen that the Finance Minister was in Parliament today. What has been happening in Parliament? We have all of those updates for you here on The Pulse. Stay with us. We'll bring you more.
You will enjoy free life insurance, oh. free debit card, save while you spend, and an amazing chance to double your salary. A hundred seven, and even more consolation rewards in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded. Vimwo, yeah, this EcoBank Salary Account sounds interesting. What do you think? Yeah, uh, but maybe next time, Charlie. You know what? I'd go shine my shoe. Hey. Yo, myself, I'd go check my BP. We going up, never go down, and we stay flat. Open an EcoBank salary account today for a lifetime of benefits. You also stand a chance to win more than double your salary in the EcoBank Double Salary Promo Reloaded from now till July 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Under the supervision of the National Lottery Authority, under the Caritas Lottery Platform, the Pan African Bank. Smile, hmm? Look lively, okay? Smile, smile! Is the money too small? A bad stomach ruins your day. Don't let it. Take Gastron, your most effective antacid, for the relief of symptoms of peptic ulcer, heartburn, gas pain, flatulence, and indigestion. Hey guys, what are you waiting for? Let's go, let's go. Mwah. Can you bring down the smiles more? <laughs> Gastron, effective relief from stomach discomfort. Manufactured and distributed by NS Chemist Limited. This advertisement has been written approved by the FDA. Daddy? Daddy, this tank is big! Yes, that's true. It can store a lot of water. That's so true. Wow, it has a working surface on it. Mm-hmm, that's so true. I can see S-I-N-T-E-X syntax. That is so true, my daughter. But it's further to spoil That's not true. But why? Yay! Syntex <laughs> <laughs> was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntex again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntex gives you the biggest warranty seven years. No matter your water needs, Syntex is the answer. Syntex tank. Are you strong? Tough. We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Focused... Oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alexa in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM, Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo. Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play. And then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. 
Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. from the break. Now, let's still stay a bit longer on the Asin North by-election. You remember that in a run-up to the by-election during the MPP's campaigning, the last day of campaigning, the president, Anadunan Kwekufado, asked the people of Asin North to vote for the MPP's candidate because Mr. Jachi Kwesin is possibly uh, or will possibly uh, be sentenced to prison because of uh, the perjury case against him. Let's listen to him. I hear he said, even if he's in prison, we'll vote for him. Hey, but if we are going to vote for someone who is going to prison, what benefit will we get? Don't we want someone who can sit with me and decide on how to develop the area? Well, so this morning, we understand that uh, Mr. Jati Kwesin, uh, the case was called in, in, in uh, you know, um, at the court once again because the criminal aspect of the case is still ongoing. So what was the update from the House? The National Communications Officer of the NDC, uh, Samit Jeffy, has been briefing the press. Listening. He is challenging the ruling by the trial courts for the matter to be heard on a daily basis, for cross-examination to be done on a daily basis. Um, lawyers for Nobu Kwesin have cited many glaring errors of laws errors of law which were committed by the trial judge in that ruling and how these errors of law um, violates honorable Kwesin's right to a fair trial and so that appeal is pending in the court of appeal and uh, today we're hoping uh, that our lawyers would have gotten the opportunity to move the application for state of proceedings but due to a few challenges the affidavit in opposition to that application not being served on lawyers for honorable question and not being on the file of the trial judge the matter has been adjourned to uh, tuesday the 4th of july well mr james that you himself has been assuring the people of Asin north that even if his elections are not 10 times, he will still stand and will win it in all of those 10 times. And if they want to go 10 times by election, I'll win 10 times. I can assure you that. Effective July 1st, 2023, all pregnant women and children under age 1 residing in the state of Maryland, regardless of their citizenship status, are eligible for full Medicaid coverage, including well checkups, dental, and vision services. Please call Maryland Health Connections at 1-855-642-8572 to apply. Again, to apply, call 1-855-642-8572. Macy's 4th of July sale has great deals on everything you need to get you, your crew, and your space ready. Get 50 to 60% off swimwear for all and 30 to 60% off bedding and bath essentials. Plus, take 40 to 50% off almost all sandals now during the Great Sandals Sale. Macy's Star Rewards members can earn rewards even faster during Star Money bonus days. 
See Macy's.com slash Star Rewards. Savings off regular sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. They're not in for money. They're in for real development. They want their lives protected. So, today all I can say again is I'm the first gentleman of our send-off right now. Thank you. So that's the first gentleman of the Asin of Constituency, James Jache Kwesin there. My colleague Kweku Asante joins me from Parliament. Kweku, so we, you, you were making a point about, uh, you know, how the House could not swear him, in, uh, swear him in. But looking at how close the contest was, the NDC is still happy or in a jubilant mood uh, for this victory. How is the members of the NDC in Parliament reacting to this? Indeed, according to NDC MPs, we accepted that this election was a message to President Kufuado and his government that 2024 will not be easy for them and that the agenda to break the eight will suffer some major setbacks if, if, if anything that went on in Asenot is something to go by. They also insist that James Jachikwesen has been served justice, that the people of Asenot have really spoken to the government and its allies in the courts that you cannot use the judicial processes to frustrate someone that was duly elected by the residents of the constituency. And so, when it's election now, the NDC numbers in parliament is restored to 137. NDP still have their 137, plus the same uh, uh, plus uh, the independent MP who is focusing with them. So the numbers are still balanced, just like we had it, on the 7th of January 2021, when Parliament, the 8th Parliament, was sworn in. And so we expect that when business comes, the MPP side will have to get almost all its MPs on the floor to be able to get them through. And the NDC minority are insisting that with everything that they've seen so far, they are not going to give government any room for compromise. And at any point in time where there are key government businesses that they disagree with, they are going to stand their ground and ensure that those projects and those processes are voted against. So... The, the house was white. You could see that a lot of the minority MPs who came in who came in today clad in white white dresses. A message that they say they are sending to government that justice has won and justice has finally won. Mm. Uh, what other business was supposed to have taken place in, in the house today? So, well, like we've done the story early on, there've been questions about road for oil deal. The minister for energy has been answering questions. MPs have been finding out specifically the, the electrification program going on in their various constituencies. We expected that the Antigabo would have been dealt with today. The Speaker of Parliament directed last week that either Tuesday or today that bill might be taken for the second reading. But that has not been done. It is not expected that that will be done because as we understand, the, the chairman of the committee together with the rankings are not around to steer the discussion on the second reading of the bill. So that may happen tomorrow or when the House uh, reconvenes next week, that will also be taken. So it's mainly been question and answers. Hmm. They've not adjourned now. They are dealing with some bills on the floor of Parliament, but mainly the, the end of the day has been, has been, has been mainly on, on, hmm. on questions and answers. What's the finance minister in the House today? Yes, indeed, he was, he was there with the Minister for Western Housing. The Speaker directed them again last week to come in and provide some updates on the flooding situation they have done. 
All right, so that's uh, my, Kweku, uh, my colleague, Kweku Asante, uh, for joining us from Parliament. Then uh, let's uh, move to other stories now. And the Ghana Veterinary Services say that there is an increase in the number of anthrax cases recorded in the country just after the Eid celebrations. So far, 125 deaths have been recorded. Member of the Risk Communication and Mobilization Team of the Ghana Veterinary Services Directorate, Dr. Benjamin Kisisas, who will be joining us shortly. But first on your screens now is a breakdown of the figures. Now we have for animal death, um, 125 in total. Which, which animals are dead? Uh, cattle, 35 of them. We have uh, five goats, 79 sheep, and two pigs. Uh, so these are the animals that have died. Um, now, the veterinary services also, as, as, a, as a, uh, a reaction to the outbreak, began a vaccination exercise. Uh, as we speak, as of 28th June 2023, uh, they had vaccinated a total of 113,219 animals. So that's uh, what is coming in from the veterinary service. So uh, by animal type and according to uh, the vaccination exercise that has gone on, they vaccinated 44,157 where they vaccinated some 13,733 animals. Binduri, they have vaccinated 14,410. Uh, Bolga Municipal, they vaccinated some 11,360. In the Boko West uh, District, they vaccinated 8,094 animals. Uh, Boko, Boko Municipality, they have vaccinated 7,181. In the Bongo uh, uh, District, they vaccinated 7,471 Bilsa North, 2,315. Bilsa South, uh, 6,245 animals have been vaccinated. And then when, it, when you go to uh, Kentampo North Municipality, they vaccinated 5,013. In the Kentampo West, they vaccinated 6,445 animals. Uh, in uh, uh, Pusiga, they vaccinated 5,997 animals. In the Garu uh, municipality, they've done 7,124 animals. Nabdam, they vaccinated 6,058 animals. Bolga East, they vaccinated 6,961. And in Tempani, they vaccinated some 4,812 animals. So those are the details coming from the veterinary services here. And joining us on the show today, Dr. Benjamin Kisi Sasu uh, is deputy head, National Food Safety Laboratory of the Veterinary Services. He's joining us here. Now, grateful for joining us. Um, from the vaccination exercise, we understand that over 100 animals have been. But how terrible, how worrying is the situation as we speak? Thank you very much and good afternoon to your viewers. Um, so far, looking at the figures, you can realize that much has been done. Um, beginning of the case, as was reported in the first week of June, starting from Binduri, we only had five district coming on. We have had suspect cases um, around the Adokot, the district Binduri, and we didn't expect that because the type of um, animal 
um, production story parts in Ghana mm. to take more per capita shipping goods for grazing. And the Iantrans uh, bacteria is found in the soil as a fertility. So when it was found in the new order, this is that's why putting you put the movement on back. And uh, for the past two weeks, uh, just within after last week, um, a great delegation, a strong delegation left across to the place. Now I've seen uh, the fertilization went on board and now I've had on other twenty percent. I've had a push up under Mm. And this is a good one for the country. And what has happened that is one, we have a vaccine, uh, a vaccine production here in Ghana, of a nice and simple center of my life, one family. So they were able to quickly produce a lot. And we can cover that. So, the museum, the fee, and the fee vaccination, and also the bomber war, people have understood the reason to get the animals vaccinated. Mm. And the one thing that we have seen, not always. I confirm by the laboratories you have and and You know, in normal times, once a while you get one of the animals dying for other diseases. But uh in the outbreak and now that will have captured and fed and all right, uh, so that uh, Dr. Kisi uh, Sasuda will be getting back to him shortly. Uh, but now, let me take you to the Bono East region, where the Techiman municipal imam of Alusuna, Wal Jama, Imam Idrisu Suleiman, is urging Muslims across the country to report suspicious characters who hide behind Islam to execute their selfish act of terrorism. The imam who was speaking during the Eid al-Adha prayers also called on Muslims to report such characters to the police to help curb the dangerous activities that they perpetrate. And Asabet has more. Muslims across the world are observing the Eid al-Adha festival today, one of the two main holidays celebrated in Islam. The festival honors the willingness of Abraham to sacrifice one of his sons as an act of obedience to God's command. The tradition of Eid al-Adha involves the observation of the eight prayers, slaughtering sacrificial animals and sharing the meat in three equal parts for family, relatives and friends and for the poor. Municipal Chief Imam Fahalusnal Jamaa in Tichiman, Imam Idris Suleiman, used the opportunity to caution Muslims to stay away from involving in acts of terrorism as Islam, which means peace, speaks against this group who hide behind Islam to execute their selfish interests all in the name of jihad. I talk about terrorism. These terrorists, the West African terrorists claim they are Muslims. When they are coming... They told him that uh, we are Muslims, we come, we are doing jihad, even the Holy Prophet did jihad. I want to tell them that it is not true. So those coming and claiming they are jihadists, they are not jihadists. They are rather terrorists. He called on Muslims to report suspicious characters to the police to help protect the community from their dangerous activities. If you hear about any one of them, try to inform the police that would only be the, the solution for that problem inform the police so that the uh, police will know what to do with them Imam Idris Suleiman also touched on the negative effects of drug abuse in the various Muslim communities adding that this has the tendency of increasing crime within the community there are so many Muslims who think that there, uh, there is difference between alcohol and drugs. Drugs are part of alcohol. Drugs you have are taken, it contributes to our poverty. One. 
Secondly, as we are no more strong, it is weaken our strength. So we should call the youth to know what drugs is. They should quit from the drugs so that we have a healthy society whereby we can speak with healthy minds, healthy people. Some of the many Muslims here lauded the Imam for the topic chosen and shared with us what they make of today's khutbah. Imam spoke a lot and he talked about terrorism. Yeah, he said one thing that touches me. He just he distinguished between jihad and terrorism. People misquote jihad as terrorism. So don't see somebody wearing Islamic attire or claiming to be a Muslim to be something is fighting for. No, jihad is different, terrorism is different. Muhyiddin Garba wants authorities to work towards dealing with the menace of drug abuse amongst the youth, adding that this is breeding all forms of social vices within the Muslim community. What I will touch on is the drug issue. In fact, for drug issues, it's really, really, really affecting us. And it's really being something that um, the authorities have to give a second look at it. Because when you come to this community or the community of Muslims, Techima is going to be precise. In fact, you, it's nothing to write home about. In fact, you will be marveled to see kids at some early as 10 years, 13 years, you see them with all sorts of drugs to the extent that they are school dropouts. And um, they tend to be beggars, thieves, and what have you. Because um, the mother of all social vices is drugs. Because when you are on drugs, you cannot, you cannot do anything for yourself. So I think um, we pray to the authorities to do something about it. And we pray to the Almighty Allah to come to our aid to help um, deal with this thing and, and, and change our people. Reporting for Joy News. Anas Sabit. Teachman. Dr. Benjamin Kessie, who is the deputy head of the National Food Safety Laboratory of Veterinary Services, has joined us back on the phone. I'm grateful to you for joining us. So, so I was asking for, from you how you, serious the situation is and why I should not worry uh, because you've, you've started some exercises. Great. So thank you very much for connecting me back. Um, so if you look at the data from the first week of June, which we reported from the news, we had on our community joining in, and we are picking certain cases across. So far, I have dropped uh, this that we have had cases being uh, of death happening. And as I said, in normal times, animals will die from other diseases. Samples have sent to the lab. So the picture about two far, the 185 animals dead are what we have picked in those uh, communities in Abai since the state started. Out of it, it's only six districts. Out of it, that the laboratory confirmed that the death of the animals that the um, samples from are anthrax. And other things first, we have done 59,000 animals for instead of vaccination. But uh, from last week, that a lot of effort was put about sanitization. Vaccines were sent there due to um, the availability of vaccines by the Central Veterinary Lab at Mount Tamale. Um, we were able to get a lot of vaccines sent around, and we have had other partners who have helped in the distribution of vaccines across the region. And so far, so good. Uh, we have been able to contain the issue in Abai and just these areas. 
but we are happy to see a lot of the people in the region appreciating the need to get their animals vaccinated. So we just within a week have had a greater jump from twenty nine thousand to one in the hundred thousand, which we must applaud as about the country. We are not seeing uh, more cases together. But we'll continue to monitor to see what happens in there. And if you were we have heard on Monday the regional public health emergency committee issued another statement or addressed the, uh, the press talking about and uh, now how we are going to help for animals to pass through apartheid. You know, they have um, adequate border with other countries and we have some animals that pass through the border town and apartheid. The last time we spoke about this, it, it was in six district. Today, it, it, it has spread to 12. So why shouldn't we worry that there's a possibility of it spreading to other districts outside of the northern part of the country, as you say? Great. So uh, the data you have, the data doesn't uh, indicate a six district that has got the answer. But I think the data you have, the four that you have, the, the number of cases that you have in the table there are districts in Upper East that since the, uh, uh, the declaration of the outbreak, animals have died from it. I have died from, have died in this uh, region. Mm-hmm. But out of these animals, when supposed to a six, the only six districts have now, the, uh, the laboratory confirmed that yes, the, the animals died due to um, anthrax. The rest were due to different, different um, articles, uh, issues. Okay. One that zone or that area, that region had that case, mm. they didn't joke with any suspicion or any suspect. So the data that I've given to you was in totally animals that have died within the four weeks since the announcement of um, anthrax. So out of okay. it, that we have six districts um, out of the districts that we have shown, which okay. we have actually have confirmed the anthrax. Mm. Now, um, how sh- you know, Yesterday, which was when we celebrated that festival, uh, a lot of us have been consuming meat. Why shouldn't yes. we worry about this situation? Okay, so this has been an opportunity to let the public know the need for certainties to be done. A lot of people never knew that for you to take an animal from uh, a location to another, you need a movement permit from the veterinary service, maybe the venue. Is there any time you have movement, uh, ban or movement, is it how? Any person, whether you have only one animal or two, or uh, you need to move your animal from one locality to another, you need to have a movement permit for the veterinary in your locality. So that's one thing that people have become cautious about and now they are obeying. And the security service is also enforcing that. So if you are moving with animals, you can stop and you ask for the movement permit. The movement permit shows one, that one event has inspected and to state where you are moving it from. So if that area is part of the zone that we have banned, or a zone that we have a disease outbreak, then quickly, uh, a military team will be asked to come to have access to those animals because you might be transporting a disease to another place, which might be the case. This one just come. And two, the issue about slaughter. You know, so a lot of people in Ghana were slaughtered anyhow. Now people uh, are being adhering to that, and now people are calling for the veterinary service and uh, environmental health to be at the places of slaughter. And this one thing is going, all going on now with this issue. But this should have been something that we should have been seeing for a long time. 
and there shall be a good cooperation long time from various stakeholders. But it is it's so sad that we had to wait for such a case to happen and there's need for us to know that one, we need to move permit, two, we need to have a shorter permit and get our animals sorted at places whereby they are veterinary personnel to inspect and pass them for public uh, consumption. So, so that is worry we have had people uh, sent around and the good aspect is the public because they are careful about what they eat, any suspicion they quickly um, get authorities informed for it. So I've had even people suspecting one in Accra we went for it and it wasn't so and we followed and nothing has happened. I've had several cases happening part of the country which they drew attention to but we checked and there wasn't answer. Mm-hmm. And we have even had cases of um, we, we know this would have an impact on the on the human body when when consumed or when an affected animal has been consumed what what yes, signs yes. should people look out for such that it could then get them to report early that because i've seen this sign it is possible that i probably consumed an affected animal yes so first you need to look at the animal point of view if you are a farmer or you live a locality and you get up and see animal just dead, get the veterinary service uh, in your locality informed. Two, um, the, what the signs of a, what animal will show is that animal who is well dead, very dead, looking healthy, will just be seen dead and be bloated. And be bloated and they will be seeing some blood coming from the natural offices, such as the nose, the ears, and other parts. These are basic ones that everybody uh, you may see. And it's a pathonomic, it's a typical sign for and when it happens, you are not supposed to open the caca mm. because if you open, you contaminate the environment with um, the antlers. That's what, at first, the uh, the ordinary canyon could do. Could do. That's why it's good anytime the animals die, you get the vet to uh, informed. But uh, for humans, when you are going to buy your meat or animal food product, you need to be careful. Are these Put that uh, as the as the top of the net or wherever it's standing, if you get it from the right places, you could ask, ask as a customer, oh, this meat, where do you get it? Are you getting it from the nearest water uh, facility? It's so that you know, when you get to know, then you get to tell that yes. It's not just by people carrying meat in pan, walking in the area, and you just want to buy it. might be somebody losing his, uh, his uh, animals and want to make um, sales out of it. But you know, there are lots of work that we're waiting for this. Uh, we have to do to quickly put an authority, to clear local assembly, and other. What we do is from time to time visit uh, those places and see whether they are doing so. They are picking the meat from the designated places. Okay. But uh, the good news is that last year there was another facility policy which was launched. Uh, we are having mm-hmm. implemented certain things, and very soon the issue of disability from um, from the farm to the slaughter facility and from the slaughter facility to the restaurant could trace it. But we know, okay, restaurant, hey, where do you get the meat from? I get it from this slaughter facility and we see the mm-hmm. record where we can okay. be sure of what everybody's consuming. Currently, um, when we want to find out, it takes a lot of time because it comes falling up from this. Okay. And these are things that reality mm-hmm. is strengthened. And the nice of it is building capacity by sending people outside the country to stay the best practice and get people also from outside from a teacher okay. and see if they could do all the If you can do this for me in just a minute, I'll be happy. Now, uh, you've only said the vaccination is happening in some 12 districts up north. What about the middle belt, uh, belt and then the southern belt as well? Okay, great. So, 
So how to this um, anthrax? There were three PPR vaccinations going on for women, which has been uh, announced already. So with the issue with this anthrax, yeah, though the focus is um, the northern side, those in the middle belt, anyone who needs, um, how do you call it, a vaccine, the nearest veterinary service would, uh, would support. Um, yeah. uh, currently, a lot of focus has been there because of the vaccine production. And this morning, I was speaking to the head of the vaccine production at Ponta Bali. They are working to get more. So, so I'm sure after packing a part eat, they'll get it to other areas. But every district of Mali uh, with livestock production have vaccines for anthrax. But it says that farmers, some do not uh, take it uh, as, uh, let me say, a point of importance to be getting their livestock vaccinated. Some do, but some don't do. But they are currently all spotted, they not inside. And so we are also doing our best to discuss that. So there's been a lot of consultation to look at it. But you know, it's emergency okay. like this. For them, it's for free. But in other areas, it's something like a service that we pay for and have it. Okay. But all these um, things, we are learning from it as a country to decide in terms of policy. All right. The government wants to really look at it. Thank you so much for joining us here, uh, Dr. Kisi Sasu there. Now to uh, some other stories. The Roads and Highways Minister, Kwesi Amwakwata, says he's setting up a seven-member committee to supervise the construction of the deplorable roads that lead to the various oil depots in the, depots in the country. Now, it comes after tanker drivers, their services uh, in protest or, um, uh, of the bad nature of roads leading to the fuel and gas loading points. Speaking to journalists, after touring the seven-kilometer tour to Pong Road in Tema, Kwesi Amwakwata said um, he's assuring the drivers of an immediate step being taken to fix the route, route mentioned by the drivers. The contractor has been instructed even to widen the road so that the road will bring enough space both right and left you know, to do diversion. Because the inside we may have a bush forest. And that diversion be anywhere to my widening the road has been properly engineered and the contractor is on it, the contractor is working. No, so this one is, is a major and Maguma Moyen a Guma a support to the economy of this country. A Guma Moyen a national security asset. So we are with you and I am pretty with you, sir. In fact, sir, many executives look well here, many chairmen from here, executive from in Asia. I plan to propose something. And now, before sir, we make the young the engineers in our government, the percent technical committee, now appointed about three, four of my engineers. Now, most of them said, remember, we have three or four. But we can now only join committee. So we'll be speaking to the chairman of the Drivers Association, Sunday Alabi. He is with us, but uh, our reporter as well. 
uh, was also there for us. He's been covering this particular um, you know, tour of the minister, Elvis Washington. He's joining us via Zoom. Elvis, so you were there. Uh, what has been the response of the drivers to the visit by the minister? So, Elvis, it's difficult. Uh, you're talking, but we can't hear what you're saying. So, we'll, we'll need to fix your sound so we can understand whatever you're telling us. But Elvis has been with the minister's entourage in this particular conversation with the drivers. Uh, Sunday Alabi is the vice chair of the drivers' union, and he joins us live with more as well. Grateful to you, sir, for joining us. So the minister has assured that he's going to put up seven-member committee to supervise the construction of all roads leading to your depots. What has been the reaction of your union to this uh, visit by the minister? Yes, uh, my greetings to your viewers and listeners as well. Uh, yes, we have come to an agreement to form a, a seven-member committee to supervise the ongoing reshaping of the road. Because uh, as we speak, there are tracks on the road, grading uh, the road or shaping the road for now. So what we told the minister is that we want uh, more equipment to add up with what they have already, mm. which uh, they did. And then to send the equipment to Takwadi, Kumasi, and as we speak right now, equipment is on, on the way or it's in Takwadi right now, working on the Takwadi road as well. Mm. And they are sure that uh, tomorrow uh, 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 equipment is coming from uh, Tamale to Kupe, and then Kumasi will also start work tomorrow. So the agreement is that uh, the, four, the seven member committee will supervise this road and make sure they do it mutual for us for now. And then uh, the agreement is that they will. To see to it that there will not be any shabby work that will cause danger to our drivers as well. So those these are the agreements we've, we've come to. That is why we 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 decided to or we have suspended the the strike. So tomorrow that will start work, but today there's no work. Just want to see that as for tomorrow, as up from now to tomorrow morning. When we see that there's enough work being done on the site, so that tomorrow it will not be a danger to us again. That's why we allow them to do enough today. Since they started from three days ago, by tomorrow morning, we are expecting that there will be a level of a, a commitment so that we can resume work tomorrow. Okay. So the agreement is that they are going to reshape these roads. When, yeah. when did they say they are going to start proper construction of these roads for you? Yes, because as you speak, uh, the contractor too was part of the meeting. So from from his demeanor, that means uh, there's no enough time. So the minister also promised that they would uh, uh, make sure the contractors have what is expected to, to be able to do the work. But for the proper work, the proper construction of the rule, they didn't give us any timeline. Because we don't want to hold the government on ransom or our people that So that's uh, is, uh, Sunday there. He is the vice chair of the Tanker Drivers Association of Ghana. So just going by, he's been telling us that there has been an agreement for the roads leading to the depots throughout the country to be fixed uh, temporarily for the drivers. 
uh, to drive on and uh, the proper construction will also start when funds are made available to the contractor he says that there is uh, works being done on the uh, road leading to the depot in Tema and the one in uh, Takrade as well, and that the one in Bupe will be worked on tomorrow as well as the one in Kumase. Well, this is the pause on the Joy News Channel. There's more to come your way. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Crystal clear and thrilling podcast and live shows. Download and listen to us on Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, MyJoy Online, Amazon services like Echo, Amazon Music, and Audible, Stitcher, Adam Online, Overcast, and Pandora. Take note of everything. Sign up for the multimedia digital platforms now to stay updated. Score HD, the new exciting football channel, is now available only on HD Plus and brings you football from around the world. Watch Sadio Mane and Daniel Kufitre in the top weekly match of the Bundesliga 1 and DFB Cup, Premier Liga, Copa de la Liga Profesional, see Ronaldo in the Saudi Pro League, as well as daily sports news every other hour. Also, get updated on Messi and Mbappe on PSG TV and many more. Feely Feely on HD Plus Channel 151. HD Plus, the Feely Feely experience. Even the builders of his house and sellers of his cars give him a percentage for every contract he brings. My opponent sits here and turns against the motion for once having for making money legally. Wrong! The biggest debate competition in Ghana is back. Which side do you represent? For or against the motion? Stay glued to your superstation Love 99.5 FM, Joy Learning and Joy Prime as we bring to you the biggest stage where schools in Ashanti show their prowess through debate. Rally behind your alma mater to glory as gallant young men and women from the various senior high schools in Ashanti elucidate their stance on matters of national interest. Venue is the Christian Service University College. Catch us live on Love 99.5 FM on Facebook at Love 99.5 FM, Joy Learning and Joy Prime, 2 p.m. each day. The Love FM High School's debate, trumpeting the voice of young ones on issues of national interest. This event is brought to you by your superstation, Love 99.5 FM, the Ashanti Regional SRC and the Regional Directorate of Ghana Education Service Ashanti and CHAS. This program is in partnership with Pepsodent. Rasta Chocomold from Twilliam Industries, Christian Service University College, Jackson Educational Complex, Cowbell, Madame Catherine, Fritol and Fortune Rise from Wilma, and sponsored by Zest Consult, Pidato Company Limited, CBS Industries, Top Choco, Ultimate Fashions, Flora Tissues, supported by We've had news file over the weekend and uh, an interesting part of the conversation. Focused oh no, we are out of range. Oh, don't worry, Daddy. I have Alex in my bag. Alex, what? Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana and play Joy FM. Super Hits Radio, Radio. Joy 99.7. Listen to Joy FM. Hits FM, Love FM, live on your Amazon Echo.
Listen to your favorite multimedia radio stations live on your Amazon Echo device by saying, Alexa, open Multimedia Ghana, play Joy FM or Hits FM or Love FM or catch up on your favorite podcast by saying, Alexa, play. And then the name of your favorite podcast from Multimedia Ghana. For a list of all podcasts available, say Alexa. Ask Multimedia Ghana to browse programs. And we are back like we never lost signal. Alexa, welcome to Multimedia. season set to intensify scores of Ghanaians in waterlogged areas continue to have their hearts in their mouth on today's edition of joy news floods of trauma my colleague Park Shandov takes us to Odoko waterworks where residents say they dread the rains due to its devastating effect on them they therefore want government to speedily address the drainage systems in the area to put their fears to rest <laughs> These are not haunted houses, neither are they buildings in rural communities. For the records, they are homes at Udoko, an area in the Blakeman North constituency in the capital, Accra. But over the years, due to the persistent floods, these structures have lost their glow, with their heights ebbing into the ground. In June and July, roughly 30 homes basically sit in water. Residents therefore find it difficult to even access their rooms, forcing some of them to abandon their rooms and only return when the rainy season ends. Ahaka observed over the years that lack of rapid development in the area and virtually no drainage system forces running water into their homes. What are we seeing? Those of us here at Waterworks are going through a lot. It's hell for us whenever it rains, with worms and fecal matter entering our very homes. All we need is an effective drainage system to resolve the crisis. She's unable to sleep when it rains and recalls that she packs all her belongings on a table and stands waiting for the rings to end. Even her shop flats. We always have to scoop out water when it rains. My house was even destroyed, but it's now taking shape. So we plead with the MP to come to our aid. We vote for them, but we see no change. Naja Saki and Juliana Ankra recount that they always dread torrential rain. They believe good drinks will help solve the problem. 
It's a terrible situation when it rains here. Our rooms flood with our gutters getting severely choked. So we plead with the authorities to rush to our aid. The because they believe even if they make a dog contest the seat, it will win. So they are not motivated to initiate any development for us. The situation has existed for decades. Some locals who have been in the area since 1999 say the torrential rings have... Dr. Rick here. Another sign you're becoming your parents is getting particular about details that don't matter. The craziest thing happened when we got tacos the other day. Was it Wednesday or Thursday we got tacos? I know it wasn't Tuesday because that's when I went to my hairdresser. Shoot, what day was it? See how we all lost interest there? Progressive can't help you from becoming your parents, but we can help you compare rates on home insurance with HomeQuote Explorer. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Prices vary based on how you buy. Ever been their friend? While others in neighboring areas enjoy the beauty of the rings, residents at Odoko Waterworks lament in grief and helplessness. Our assemblyman does his best. He finds it difficult to secure maximum support. So once again, help is all we need. Due to the absence of a gutter here, the rains engulf us, making it difficult for our customers to even come around. When it rains, the fecal matter alone is more than the rubbish. But more importantly, the drainage systems here have been poor for over 20 years. So help is all we need, plus good toilet facilities. According to them, settlers who are well-to-do have erected their homes in such a way that all the water comes down to the low-lying homes in the neighborhood. But what really accounts for the harsh experiences of the residents when it rings? A tour of the area revealed a lack of sufficient drainage facilities in the entire neighborhood. Residents say the available drinks are too small to accommodate the gushes of running water whenever it rings. This, according to them, is a major problem, a challenge the Member of Parliament for the area has failed to address. It is terrible when it rains. Our MPs have always lived closer to us, yet they simply don't care. All they do is to ride in their vehicles without caring about our needs. Water sits in the middle of our roads where it rains. We've been voting for the MPP since 1992, but we've seen no development. But the member of parliament for the area, Sheila Battels, shared a completely different take on the matter. While sympathizing with the plights of her constituents, she however blamed the situation on the indiscriminate disposal of waste in the drains in the neighborhood. 
all we will do is to encourage the residents of Ablikuma North, please don't put rubbish in the drains because we can't keep desilting, you know, almost every other month. We can only desilt once in a while. And we have done all of the ones that needs to be done to prevent flooding. So we just need you to help us by making sure that you don't put your rubbish inside the drains so that they go back and then choke the drains and destroy the work that has been done so far. But so far, I would say that, um, you know, together with the assembly, a lot of work has been done, which will ensure that this year we don't experience flooding in Ablikuma North. According to Sheila Battels, the long-term solution to the problem is for the construction of a huge storm drain at a location which separates her constituency from that of Hukaiko South. We have desilted most of our drains. We have done all the desilting that needs to be done. We have constructed major drains at uh, Bintu area that outlets into the Lafa. We have we have done um, some desilting also um, at the Kukumpe area to clear all of the the dirt, um, the rubbish that we have that chokes the drains. Um, we have also done the the desilting at uh, Otatin area, also to ensure that the water is able to flow. Um, of course, we have some challenges with the Lafa, um, which we are hoping that the hydro will come in and be able to assist us to desilt it. Um, we also have um, some um, defense wall that needs to be done at the Bintu Lafa area because um, we have a serious erosion happening there and we are hoping that all of those things will be done to mitigate some of the flooding. So, But for the residents, help is all they need. The situation even impedes our movement, so help is all we need. We need help with our roads and the drainage systems here. We beg. Uh, the municipal to help us as formerly they normally do by using the machine the buckle to dig the gutters to avoid flooding in some um, areas like the Chirabusum because I think last two years they came in to help us which uh, we, we got an advantage by the to cease the flooding but currently because it's been two years now and as the rains comes in the sun more almost enter into the gutters so it, it, it makes it full but how soon would they find the needed assistance and so then when the clouds gather residents will remain traumatized parkway shandoff join news odoko waterworks well, illegal mining has left many river bodies unsuitable for both industrial and domestic activities. The Technology Consultancy Center of the Kwame Nkrumah University of Science and Technology has been building water filters to ensure affected areas are able to get clean water. Lava Femmes, Kwesi Deborah has more for Tech Thursday. Well, these are the materials that we'll be using for the production of the water filters. We have the binder and the kaolin clay and water. Kakamiyo, 
stone after the mister we save the mixture to remove all the unwanted materials that was that was mixed with the clay and other things after we are done saving as you could see that the water and then the i mean the clay and then the other ingredients inside are not really mixed so we usually mix it together to get a very smooth and uniform um, texture for the production So this is what we've gotten after the seeding. We have to mix them uniformly before we start casting. So you pour gently. This is the second running, topping up. Because of the nature of materials that we use, you have to make sure that every composition that you prepare must be finished. If you don't finish it, what will happen is um, for for a day or two uh, there will be a fermentation taking place, creating more bigger pore sizes. Okay, that also has its own application, but that's not what we want as entrepreneurs or as businessmen wanting to make money for the purpose of which it has to do. Yes, of course, when it ferments, we have this uh, macro pore sizes, which we use in pre-treating the industrial waste first before fine treating or fine treatment of the pre-treated water. For, for whatever application you want to do, either food processing or drinking in the house and that kind of thing. So, despite that, it's a don't, it also has its own interesting application. After casting, you leave them for some few minutes, and after that, you pour out the essences that are in the This is the final product you will get after the casting, and it's called water filter. So we make plenty of these ones, and they are used in filtering water for domestic and industrial use. Uh, wife of former Vice President Matilda Misafa says the current economic hardship has vindicated her husband, adding her husband's decision not to answer the 170 questions posed by now Vice President Dr. Mohamed Baumia has actually exposed the MPP government. Speaking in a yet-to-be-aired interview on PM personality profile, Mrs. Misafa said history has proven that managing the economy is not by theory. My husband, for 15 years, was Deputy Minister of Finance. Mm -hmm. For six years, was Governor of the Central Bank. Yeah. For five years, was the Vice President. Mm -hmm. While he did all those jobs, nobody imputed any corrupt thing to his name. Yeah. And you see, if you are truthful in life, and you are honest in life, and you do everything to the best of your knowledge, yeah. to be vindicated. Okay. 
the 170 questions my husband was willing to answer, he said he won't answer. <laughs> because being a vice president, ruling a country, was not theory. Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't history proven us that my husband was right? You know, sometimes it's best to keep quiet. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it's best to work. Let us see what you are doing. Mm. That is stand at the rooftop and shout. Yeah. And stop those bickering and trying to play somebody down on another party. It doesn't help anything. In mm. the end, you are exposed and you are a soul side. Well, and that's how we wrap up the uh, package for you here on the Pulse. It's been an honor to serve you this afternoon. My name is Samuel Kojo Grace, but as usual, We'll leave you in the hands of LTS to enjoy it. And uh, for more information and news, log on to myjoonline.com.